Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to go through the final section of our draft team that we drafted on Saturday. I dropped part one earlier today, you can go back and have a listen to that, where we talk about our picks one to six, uh, which was really good, really solid, I was very stoked with that. We then went through about pick seven to I think it was 12, uh, which wasn't as solid. There was a couple of shaky picks in there, a little bit went wrong, we sort of had to redo our draft uh, during that because the whole thing shit itself, and I, uh, I made a couple of mistakes potentially there, I might have gone a bit early on guys there. But I also picked up some other guys that I thought I got good value. So that middle section is a little bit hairy. It is interesting uh, to hear my perspective on how that played out. The back end, and this is where we like to take a few gambles. Uh, We had a number of picks that we were just forced into taking because we needed someone in those positions. Uh, But there are a couple of guys that I think uh, could prove to be pretty valuable and a couple of punts that I think you guys uh, should consider in your drafts as well. So this is going to be pick 13 through to pick 8. 18. And there's a couple of strategies here that uh, I probably should have implemented that I kind of fucked up as well. So uh, we obviously finished the last podcast, pick 12, which was Tommy Talao, who I wasn't stoked about, but I just thought on that side with Adam Dwayhe and with um, Johnny Bateman that opportunity would probably present itself there for Tommy Talao. Pick 13. Uh, I went for a dual position guy here. As we all know how important dual position guys are, Corey Horsburgh. I picked him from the Canberra Raiders. I'm hearing rumors that he could line up in that 13 jersey, potentially. Uh, We'll see how it plays out, but I just think that he's a guy that if he gets the opportunity, if there's an injury or something there, he's very, very relevant. He can play second row and front row forward. He's dual position, as I said. I always like Corey Horsburgh. I always think he's a lot better than the raps that he gets. Um, I've always been a fan of him, and I think he's really starting to appeal to Ricky Stewart with Ryan Sutton going as well. Uh, And I think that... You know, the young guys in Trey Mooney and uh, Mariota, I don't think in the trials they blew the world away. I don't think they were super impressive. So I think Corey Horsburgh, he plays decent minutes here. And if something happens that they get injuries or whatever, and he gets a good spot in this side, um, I think he can score a, a number of points this year. So Corey Horsburgh, got him as a dual position guy. I like that. What I did was I put him on my bench. What I should have done is put him in my front row forward. This was a bit of a bed shit by me. And I'm very disappointed in myself that I made this mistake because I think I did the same thing fucking last year. Because what this meant is because I 
I put Corey Horsburgh on my bench, it meant that my last pick, I had a, still a spot left in the front row forward. So I had to pick a front row forward my last pick, which personally, I would have rather pick a bench guy that can play any position and just pick the guy with the most uh, ability or the most potential in the pine. So lesson learned there. If you're still going to draft this week, make sure you think about these things. I'm drafting Corey Horsburgh. I should have put him in the front row uh, because he is dual. So it's not really like I'm just picking a front row forward. There's value to him. Uh, but yeah, put him on the bench, which kind of fucked me later, but I'll talk about that very soon. But Corey Horsburgh, uh, he was the guy that I got in round 13, dual position, a uh, bit of value there. I think he's only one injury away from being super relevant down at the Canberra Raiders. And I think he could be really relevant anyway, to be honest with you. I think he's been building over the last few years. Uh, I've obviously got Joe Tapanay there. So hopefully uh, there's a world where Joe Tapanay and Corey Horsburgh can sort of be uh, the big minute guys down there at the Canberra Raiders. But we'll see how it plays out. I think Horsburgh... I like the pick. I'm a big fan of him, but I think he could be a little bit painful for me at times playing uh, Ricky Stewart roulette. But if there is an injury to uh, Josh Papali'i or an Emre Gula, one of these guys, all of a sudden, I think Corey Horsburgh is a fantastic pick. So I'll be patient with him. Uh, and I still think that as long as he's in the Raiders side, I think he will do well for me. I think he's a guy uh, that does score well. Uh, he's got an offload to him. He's got a little bit of upside, a little bit of ball playing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, you look at the last few seasons, he's always averaging around the 50 mark, which at the end of the day. Uh, that's sort of all I want, to be honest with you. And if there is upside of him playing more minutes, uh, I'm happy to be patient on Corey Horsburgh. If he was just front row forward, I probably wouldn't have gone him, to be honest with you. It's the duel that I do like there. So when he plays, you know, above 50 minutes, you can just about lock him in for 50 to 55 points there, uh, which is why I've gone him. So Corey Horsburgh, happy with how that has played out. Happy to get him there. Uh, it just meant that I, I had a lot of two RFs in my side, and we'll talk about that as we go, but I probably had too many second row forwards. Obviously, you don't want to carry too many front row forwards because who, who gives a fuck? Uh, but I did have a number of jewels, which was stupid of me because, well, it, it's fine to have that, but it was stupid where I placed Corey Horsham on my bench. I should have put him in the front row so I could pick someone else later. But I'll explain all that as we go. Uh, more than happy to have a heap of jewels. I think this year I won't have to do too much work on my forward pack. I think I've got enough guys there to cover that and I can just focus on my CTWs and maybe finding a fullback. Now, my next pick, pick 196. This was round 14. So we're getting very deep here. So just keep in mind as I'm going through my side, because there's a couple of guys here who uh, they might not even be regular first graders. They're definitely not stars, but you need to remember in a 14-man league uh, of 18 players, you get very deep very early. So um, pick 196. Uh, I went for Jermaine Asako. Now, I'm not a huge fan of Asako. Uh, I don't think he really presents that much uh, when it comes to first grade. I'm also really worried about him being at the Dolphins, but I needed a guy to play fullback at the end of the day. That's what I needed. He's a guy with a little bit of upside. Uh, I think he'll goal kick there. So I'm sort of hoping that I'm just wrong with the Dolphins uh, and they come in and they do pretty well. I don't think they will. But I've had Osako before. He's not a bad guy to have. He's sort of he's got errors in him and stuff, but he can also just create something out of nothing. He can step and break a few tackles and whatnot. Uh, so he'll be my fullback. He's the only fullback I've got in my squad. Um, as I always said to you guys, like I always say in draft, pick a position that you can't fill with value and just say, fuck it, I'll sort it out in the very late rounds. I cannot believe how it played out, but it turned out to be fullback for me. Every fullback that I liked at the start of the draft went within about three picks of me getting them. Uh, so it meant that there was no one that really jumped out at me. Then there was guys late that I thought, oh, I'll get him with my next pick. Uh, Kohler was one that I was going to get. He went the, the pick before me. Tamare Martin was another dual position guy that I wanted to get. Missed out on him. So there was a number of fullbacks that I wanted uh, that I missed out on late. So it sort of left me no choice. I had to draft a guy that can at least play fullback. I wanted to draft a fullback that I knew was going to play 
play round one. Uh, so I went for Jermaine Osako. I know that he is lining up on the wing for the Dolphins. Uh, I'm not expecting it to be overly pretty, though, to be honest with you guys, uh, which is a serious worry. Fullback is something I need to sort out as the season goes on. But if I can either, you know, I, I think somewhere in my back line, there will be a position that I AE every week, and I've got so many 2RFs sitting on my bench that I think I can get by there uh, with just taking the the lowest score. So we'll see how it plays out, but fullback is a spot that I'm going to have to monitor this year. It's gonna, it's also going to be hard because I've got so many forwards. I'm not really going to be able to trade for a good fullback. There's not much value there for someone owning a fullback. So it is going to test me this year how I handle that. But I'm going to back myself uh, to find someone on the wave of wire, be patient with someone uh, that can come in and hopefully uh, can do really well for me at fullback. So we'll see how plays out, but Jermaine Osaka, he went pick 14. He will line up on the wing for the Dolphins. I think he will goal kick. Could be Isaiah Katoa as well, which is the other worry. And if it is Katoa, I actually think Katoa is a better goal kicker, to be honest with you. So if it does go that way, that would be disappointing. Uh, but I could definitely understand that choice, obviously, from the Dolphins. So Isaka at pick 14, not happy with it, but this is what happens in a deep draft league. You've got to take a couple of jewels. You've got to pick a couple of guys in positions that you're not stoked with. Uh, and I'll back myself on the waiver to sort that out as the season goes. Uh, pick 15. I went for a Canberra Raider here. He played fullback the other day in their trial. Uh, Seb Chris, who's a guy that I like. Uh, I think he's very talented, Seb Chris. Uh, you know, he's just in a team that will score points. Uh, he's a big body. I just, I, he knows he knows his way to the trial line. You have a look at his last, uh, what is it, eight weeks. He scored got about six or seven tries there. Uh, so I'm going to back him in uh, just to do reasonably well. He's obviously going to be my third or fourth choice CTW, hoping to find someone a little bit later. Uh, but you look last year, he still averaged 49 points in a side that wasn't really used to their halves yet. So, And you have a look at the back end of the season. He was scoring a try just about every single week uh, on average. So uh, happy with Seb Chris there, where I got him. Didn't pay overs for him. Um, he's obviously liked by Ricky Stewart. He gave him a shot at playing fullback the other day which I thought was very, very interesting. I think he will be outside Jack Whiten. So I, I, I equally like that and don't like it because you know with Jack that he doesn't release the ball too much. Uh, but it's just good for him to be on that strike edge with Hudson Young and stuff. So um, Seb Chris, where I got him, I think it's decent little value there. Uh, there was no CTWs that really presented themselves that said, fuck, you have to draft me. I'll be the guy. Uh, so Seb Chris, I'm happy to go for him. I think that position is his as well. I think Ricky Stewart likes Seb Chris. I think it's pretty evident. Uh, based on him playing fullback the other day. So, uh, Seb Chris, he was my pick 15 draft spot 197. Now, my next guy, pick 224. So, we're getting very, very deep here in this 14-man league. This is round 16. This was probably about 10 past 9 at night. So, we're very, very late by this point. And this is a guy that I I had him just written in my book. I had, I had him highlighted the entire draft going... I have to get this guy. I'm not sure where he's going to go, and he's a huge gamble. This might lead to absolutely nothing whatsoever, but I went with a Penrith Panther, Jesse McLean. Now, most of you probably haven't heard of McLean. He played in their first trial, trial the other day. He was playing right wing against Parramatta. Scored a nice try. A very, very talented guy. I just, I've watched this kid play, and I just think there's something special there. I haven't seen a stack of him, but the little bits I've seen, I've been very, very impressed with. He did get elevated into the Penrith Panthers top 30 a few weeks ago uh, without playing too many New South Wales Cup games. Played, play, played a lot of flag and whatnot. I think he played SG Ball last season. I just find it interesting that he's been elevated into that top 30. He's a genuine winger, whereas I look at Taruva, uh, and he's a guy, like, I think he's a genuine fullback. Yes, he can play center. Yes, he can play wing. But I think Jesse McLean, I think he's an out-and-out 
out winger. Tom Jenkins, who you guys all know that I absolutely love. I think he's more of a center as well. So I just I think there's a chance that Ivan Cleary, in order to replace Taylor May, maybe he goes for a genuine winger in Jesse McLean, which wouldn't overly shock me. So uh, I've heard rumors that he could be there. So it's a bit of a punt that I've taken. Pick 16. Uh, the vast majority of pick 16s that are taken throughout the year will get dropped. Uh, Jesse McLean, I'm going to hold on to him for a little bit, see how it plays out. He's in the top 30. He might only be an injury away. Uh, and I think that during the season, he'll play a lot of footy. They've obviously got uh, a lot of their outside backs that are playing rep footy and stuff. Uh, Brian Toto will play for the New South Wales Blues, you would assume, depending on what happens with all the uh, tier one and all that sort of stuff. So I just think there's a world where Jesse McLean, he's probably going to be the next man up. Even if Taruva wins at round one, which I, I think Taruva should get it. I think Taruva should be there. But don't rule out Jesse McLean. I think you can see him throughout the season. I think that he's a guy that I'm going to take pick 16, that if everything goes his way, which there really isn't that much to go his way. I think it's him and Taruva that are competing for that spot. And I have heard that he's been training on the left edge quite a bit. Um, I, I just think there could be huge, huge upside there in Jesse McLean. So I've taken him. I would say to all you guys, if he's sitting on your waiver wire or your free agent list, just go and grab him. See what happens. Because there's a really good chance that on Tuesday, so I shouldn't say there's a really good chance, there's a chance that on Tuesday he gets named on the left wing and all of a sudden he becomes uh, the number one waiver pick in every single competition out there for draft. So Jesse McLean, a little smoky for me. I also think that I've got guys like Jesse McLean, I've got Zach Hosking that towards the end of the year, if the Panthers start to rest guys, these two are going to be the next ones up. Yeah, they're going to come straight into this first grade squad and I think that's where you want to be. So one injury away for Jesse McLean and for Hoskins, they could potentially... Both start on the left edge for round one. I I think it's a long shot, but there is the potential for that. So Jesse McLean, a guy that I really value straight out of my black book. I haven't spoken about him too much this season because I really wanted to get him in my draft side. He was added to the system a couple of days ago, about a week ago, I believe. Uh, so it has sort of snuck under the radar a little bit. I know that some of the experienced guys in my Supercoach comp didn't even realize he was there. So I was very, very stoked to get him. And he's a classic example of... Go and get the guy you want. And even if you have to pay a little bit early for him, just get him because the upside is fucking huge. And I mean, if we never see Jesse McLean in first grade at the end of the day, I've wasted a pick 16 at the end of the day. Who gives a fuck? Go back to the waiver wire and I screw around with it. So Jesse McLean, pick 16, a CTW that I'm hoping I uh, can get a shot with the Penrith Panthers. And I think he will store, score a stack of tries and do really well. Pick 17, uh, number 225. Uh, an interesting guy here. Look, I didn't need need another 2RF, but I just think that this guy stayed on the board for too long. I think considering the trials and how well he went uh, and how the Warriors lined up, I was very surprised that Jackson Ford just sat there. And if you guys have been listening to this podcast for quite some time, you guys will know that I've been a huge, huge fan of Jackson Ford for years. And I think he's been underutilized by the Dragons consistently. I cannot believe one, they've let him go. A kid from Gerringong, so just around the corner from where I was drafting. Uh, a kid that I've drafted in the past and the Dragons haven't used him, but I just think that when he gets an opportunity, he is very fucking impressive. And I think there's a chance that he lands on the left edge for the New Zealand Warriors. That's where he trialed the other day. Josh Curran came off the bench. I think Josh Curran is a little bit on the outer there at the New Zealand Warriors from what I've seen. You've obviously got, you know, Maratane, Kore, and a few other guys that could fill that spot. So I don't think he's a certainty by any means. But for a pick 17, if he lands on the left edge, 
I am very, very excited about him. His base stats are incredible. Uh, you have a look at the games in 2021 when he played decent minutes. Uh, he played 59 minutes for the Dragons in round thir- in uh, round 11 of 2021. He scored 60. Uh, sorry, I'll just read. There's four weeks in a row where he plays 40-plus minutes, and he went 60, 67, 51, 47. So he, he's, like, his PPM is, is pretty impressive. It's like 0.9 over the years. Uh, I just think he just... He just needs an opportunity. He's also got try-scoring ability as well, which I like. I've always loved the line that Jackson Ford runs. But once again, the Dragons, they just don't utilize their guys properly. So he's one that I think could be a real smoky. Uh, I think that, you know, defensively, he's a fantastic player. I've always really liked Jackson Ford. So I'm sort of hoping he gets a shot in that Warriors side somewhere. Uh, I'm not super confident of it, but I just think for pick 17, he's worth taking a punt on. But did I need another 2RF? Almost definitely not. So I look at my side now and you sort of, you get caught up in the moment picking guys and whatnot. And then you look back and go, holy fuck, I've got a lot of second row forwards. So we'll see how it plays out for Jackson Ford. I reckon he's probably the most likely guy to jump out of my team very quickly and go back to the waiver wire. Pick 18. Uh, Unfortunately, I could only pick a front row forward, which is why it was really dumb of me to put Corey Horsburgh on my bench. I should have put him in my front row, which would have allowed me to just pick the best guy on the board. This was the last pick of the entire draft. Pick 200. And 52, uh, Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick. I had to pick a front row forward. Uh, there was a couple of options there. I considered Blake Laurie at the Dragons. Uh, but this guy, I, I just think he he looked really good to me in the draft and I in the trials. And I just think he's going to jump out of the box a little bit this year. Once again... Very, very good chance that uh, I don't use him or very good chance that I let him go week one, but I'll probably just keep an eye on him. Uh, is Jermaine Jolo from the Gold Coast Titans. I just think that when he's got opportunities to play decent minutes, he has been pretty solid. Uh, he does tend to just go you know, for a PPM that sort of lines up with the minutes that he plays. I thought he looked good in the trial, so I'm going to back my eye test in there a little bit. Uh, you have a look at his PPM. This year was 1.12. The year before that, it was 1.21. And the year before that, it was 1.07. So if he can sort of cement himself as the other main front row forward there um, with Tino, I just think he could be a 50-point guy. But we'll see how it plays out. If I didn't have to pick a front row forward, I wouldn't have. Uh, that was dumb of me to put Corey Horsburgh on my bench and not in my front row forward because it would have allowed me to pick my last bench player, which means that I could have picked anyone in the fucking comp, which I would have much preferred to do. So lesson learned there. I will remember that for next year, but you've got to learn from these mistakes and whatnot. But Jermaine Joliffe, he was my last pick. So just to go through those ones, guys, pick 13, Corey Horsburgh, dual position, pick 14, Jermaine Asako to chuck in my fullback spot, pick 15, Sebastian Chris, pick 16, young Jesse McLean from the Penrith Panthers, pick 17, Jackson Ford from the New Zealand Warriors, and pick 18. Jermaine Joliffe. So there are a couple of rogue ones in there, but I can't stress enough that you don't, you probably don't realize how deep a 14 man man league is with 18 players in each team until you're actually doing it. You think about the last pick was picked 252. So pretty fucking wild there uh, when you consider how deep of, of a competition we're in. So I, I mean, out of those last six guys that I've just spoken about, how many of them will feature in my team at the end of the season? Probably not many of them, maybe one or two of them. Yeah. If that probably less really. Realistically, I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of you know round one or round two, Jackson Ford and Jermaine Joliffe are out of my side. Uh, they're two punts that I want to wait and see and watch. And Jermaine Joliffe, there's a really good chance he's out of my side because I've got so many other front row forwards. Um... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, yeah, guys, they were my last six picks. Um, all things considered, I'm not that upset. I really wanted to get Jesse McLean. He's the guy I wanted. I'm happy to have Corey Horsburgh. Uh, I wanted other people outside of Osaka to play fullback, but you can only get what's available there when they're there. So, hopefully, I think fullback will be a target spot for me this year, as will CTW. Uh, but it means that if I run without a fullback, um, so be it. When I have a look at my squad, what am I worried about? My depth in my key positions. I've got a lot of two RFs, got a lot of front row forwards. Uh, it's my fullback, halfback, 5'8", hooker. I've only got one of each. So, that's where it's going to prove really difficult. Isaiah Katoa was a guy that I wanted, uh, you know, Tried to find him on the system. He wasn't there. He wasn't showing up. Then he was drafted uh, around later, which really hurt me. That one, I think that one could really come back and sting me. Uh, but that's the way the draft goes sometimes. I think everyone's had technical difficulties. And by the sounds of it, a lot of other comps have had much worse technical difficulties than what we have as well. So can't really complain. But yeah, guys, if you want to listen to Picks 1 to 6, drop that podcast early this morning. You can go and have a listen to that. Uh, and then Pick 7 through to 12 is where it gets a little bit hairy, a couple of pun- there, potentially a couple of mistakes as well. So I think that's worth listening to and hearing my live reaction and my honest reaction to all that. And then the back end that you've heard here today. I'll let you go back and listen to those podcasts throughout the day, guys. We will have the uh, Penrith Panthers. We're doing a little review of their documentary that dropped a couple of days ago. Very, very exciting. I've watched two out of the three episodes. Uh, so they'll be available today on the Rugby League Guru podcast, along with all of our Bloke and a Bar content, previewing round one. That'll be dropping tomorrow on Tuesday. So, so much content to consume this week with the NRL kicking off. And just a reminder too, guys, on Friday, we will be in Armadale. We'll be doing our show, live show from Armadale, 6 p.m. from the Grand Hotel in Armadale. That's going to be sensational. So if you are in the area, make sure you come down, say hello, come and have a few beers, and I'd love to talk some super coach with any of you that are there. Myself, Timmy, Maddie, and of course the great People's Beak, Den and Kemp. It's going to be sensational. So we'll see you there Friday at 6pm at the Grand Hotel at Armadale. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.